1: It's time we are Will Noonan Baby, we're recording We're doing this We got this Oh, yeah, well, we're going to talk about that but I want to talk about the brother man <laughs> uh, So, before we get into the brother man stuff How the fuck is Boston cool. treating you? It's
0: treating pretty good We're getting, we're, it's March uh, What is it today, the 8th? So we're getting back to uh,
1: No we're the ninth.
0: The ninth today, yeah. So we're getting back to like sort of opening up. March twenty second it was when we were supposed to be able to start again. And I booked all these gigs like the day that news came out. And then within the past week, like they've all been cancelled. Like they're all like Oh fuck. Postponed. I mean, we're still going. Like there are places opening April first. This is like around it, Boston. The Boston well, Boston, the city itself.
1: So, the city itself, some places are opening and some aren't?
0: Yeah. I mean, we're legally allowed to, though, March 22nd. That's, like, our... Which people were surprised by. People thought it was going to be longer. So, it was, like, this rush to get shows booked. So, I booked a bunch of stuff. I was like, fuck, yeah. I mean, I was so excited. You know what I mean? I was, like, almost, like, tearing up.
1: I'm waiting for that.
0: Yeah, my phone was blowing up. And I was like, it's coming back. Like, it's back. Like, that's what it felt like, you know? And then... um. And then it was like slowly but surely it was kind of like, and then I I waited a week. Like there was one at the House of Blues that like they told me like don't promote it until we know for sure. So I was like, I won't. And it was a hard secret to keep for like a week. And then they were like, you can tell everyone. And I was like, House of Blues. And it was like, I think like you know 200 likes on Instagram like really fast, and people were like, I'm gonna fucking be there. (laughs) And then it was like the next day I got the text like from my. From like my manager that was just like, uh, it's postponed. There's but why is it postponed
1: if they're legally that's, allowed to open now?
0: I, so this is like totally my theory. I don't even think that this is what happened with this gig. But I think there's a thing that's happening. And this is just a theory. But I think it's like no one wants to be that first club that like the newspaper goes to and does the story on. That's like... Is this it? Or is this a good idea? No one seems to want to take that chance.
1: Like, Will Noonan came here, and everybody got COVID. Some people got herpes. uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're attributing it all to him.
0: It's funny to me, because I've been... I was one of the first comics up here to do... Like, in June, New Hampshire started doing live comedy.
1: Yeah, we had that here, uh, too. There was that period up until October, and we were doing shit.
0: Yeah, so I was like... I went out and started doing some shows, but I would travel from Mass to New Hampshire to do a show. And people like, some people I, that I know and other people that are just like random, random people I don't know, were like, this is incredibly, you know, unsafe. And this guy is like putting himself and everyone at risk. And I'm like, I don't, I don't agree. But so I went, I did it, nothing happened. I did it several times and it's all happening all over again, just here in Massachusetts, you know? And it's like, we got to get back at some point, you know, we have to,
1: what are we going to do? Are we going to wait it, till everything just fucking can't function anymore? No one has money. Every store is boarded up. What, what are we going to wait for?
0: And, ex- and even if it, like, even if we go back for a month and shit gets fucked up and we got to come back in, it's like, we know we can do that now. We know we can hop in and out at a moment's notice. But it's, uh it's. I've been, you know, I would say I'm far from like an anti-masker or a fucking non-believer in it or anything, but it's like enough is a fucking enough. Like my parents are vaccinated, <laughs> you know, like ha- most old people are fucking getting vaccinated. I can tell on the streets. I don't know about you, but the vibe, the people, the vibe of the people is like, it's done. Yeah. A lot of
1: people around here are like, it's done. I, I'm taking matters own hand. I'm killing old people when I see them. Yeah. i like, the less of you, the less problems we got.
0: You're in Canada. Right. Yeah,
1: Montreal. Dude, in Quebec, we're the only place in North America that still has a fucking curfew.
0: Wow, really? What's the curfew? Uh,
1: 8 p.m.
0: Whoa, really? Yeah. It's still very early. It's psychotic. Funny too. It's one of my favorite cities in, the, in North America is Montreal. I uh, used to go there a lot in high school to drink. I've been to several bachelor parties there.
1: A lot of people from Boston wow. come up here for that kind of shit
0: all the time yeah i mean it was like a regular thing a rite of passage i would even say you know what i mean it's like have you made your first trip to montreal yet go to club super sex yeah uh, that's right
1: you know there were there's better strip clubs right around there there's I so know, many but better trip- like,
0: but our, there's none better titled like there's nothing better than club super sex like at a when you're 16 and you got cash in hand and you're walking up st catharine's street <laughs> Which one do I go? It's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory yeah. you see Club Super Sex. You're just like, that's the one. I, I mean, I don't even know if it's still open. Sex, but they have super sex. Yeah, they have
1: super. I don't even know if it's still open.
0: Probably not. I I'm mean, the last time I was there was over ten years ago.
1: I haven't. Uh, yeah, well, I haven't been to a strip club in when I was that age yeah. too, so I can't remember. But I don't
0: think I saw a standing I... ovation there. Uh, actually, the only time I've ever seen a standing ovation in a strip club. Yeah, you know, like Montreal's a really beautiful city too. Like people don't like. There's, I almost went to college there and for theater. So I, you know, I saw. There's like a beautiful theater scene, art scene, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of like dancers and stuff. So I'm just whoever was dancing at Club Super Sex had to be like a ballerina or a professional because she was like, it was funny. She transcended. It was in the air of the night by Phil Collins, and somewhere in like the first verse everyone stopped being horny and just started being like impressed by her like artistic skill. And it was so, it was a club full and everyone's like watching. And then she got to the point where she, where the drums come on. It's like, boom, 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 boom. And she ripped her underwear off and the lights came on and a standing ovation. I've never seen it before or <laughs> since, a standing ovation in a strip club. And it was, right, what like, a 2 moment! 30 2.30 in the afternoon too. I was a
1: daytime stripper. Yeah. What a moment.
0: Good. I still think about it to this day.
1: Dude, why don't you head down? You can do shows in Florida or Texas, right?
0: Yeah, I could. Uh, for a little while there, it was like my I couldn't really. I couldn't. My girlfriend, fiance, now she she works in healthcare, so I couldn't like do anything that would like fuck. Like if she basically brought in Corona to her workplace because of you, yeah, like she'd be a piece of shit which would then make me a huge piece of shit. Yeah, they'd
1: Haven't you been paying attention? I have, but uh, my man yeah. just got back from Florida <laughs> and Texas. Yeah, exactly.
0: He was licking handrails. Of, there was something I was looking to do when I kind of floated it by her and she was like, yeah, I don't think you can do that. Like if, if you do that publicly, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and like, people know she's my fiance like, that she works with. So they'd be like, it's Will in Florida, you know? Yeah. No, that, that, that months ago. But, but you I don't do want to fuck I her over. No, and I have acting. I do uh, like voiceover work a lot for like uh, some you know like radio ads. So that like kept me busy enough here in Boston. Like it was some work. So I was like, thank and a And acting. Of... You think yeah, I,
1: I didn't acting. see the Super Bowl commercial? You think I didn't watch I your Twitter? Either. I saw that shit. So I retweeted that. For
0: me, I still had like half the work I would normally have. Like, uh, like c- comedy was fucking like, which is like my, what I live off of. That's like my money, you know, and that's like my. Yeah. It's livelihood and then it's like acting is like you know it's like the lotto it's like it could come it could go but this year it was like luckily i had i'm under contract now with one company so it was like i knew i had one year of work and i was like thank fucking god you
1: know? so you can get a contract for acting
0: for commercial for like companies you can you know like Oh. so like once you once you do a commercial right it's like if you do a couple for the same company would say it's like uh let's say it's mcdonald's you know and uh like oh pantelis like he's done two mcdonald's commercials for us and we don't have him under contract like burger king could just hire him next week and do a mcdonald's sucks commercial and we'd have no like legal recourse we'd have no Mm -hmm. right to say anything about it and we like pantelis and we we don't want to lose him so like we gotta we gotta pay him to like stay in our barn you know what I mean? oh fuck that's a good deal so it's yeah. I didn't even realize stuff like that happened. So I was lucky. I was like, I'd done. A, I basically did a year of commercials for this company, and then they were like, they were like, "Hey, uh, you want to sign?" And that was two years ago. I was like, all I got to do is not do other car companies or anything with like wheels. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. You
1: know? And you will pay me to not work. Yeah, correct, yeah. correct. You only
0: work for them. It's like a yeah. mafia, you know. It's like you only work for me.
1: That's amazing. I would take that deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's an actor's dream. I. I started uh, an acting school before I did comedy, and it's so when I was eighteen, I was like, "I don't know about commercials, you know? It's like you get locked in and then after ten years of straight poverty, you're like, this is the best deal in the world. Like, <laughs> it's so hard to make money in, in show business these days. you
1: know, oh, dude, it's crazy here too. I started doing um voiceover and commercials. like I got an agent to get me that, and yeah. I told her, you, you know, the focus is acting, get me acting, get me voiceover work. And all she sends my way is photo shoots, uh, like commercial. Fo- and I'm like, I'm, yeah. and I show up, and they're like, "So, uh, how long have you been a model?" And I was like, "I'm. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a comedian. I'm here because I don't have a good agent. <laughs> That's why I'm here. And I it's got, just my hands. It's like these weird photos they're taking of me. And I always, I always feel, you know, like God, I should be doing more. I got skills. Yeah.
0: I said, well, I'm telling you know what, man. Like, honestly, guy, like. Sh- the agents agents are funny because it's like they go the day one, they have the same dreams you have. You know, they're like, Yeah, we're gonna fucking like put you in the movies, and the TV Then after like two auditions, you don't get a part. They're like, listen, you're a fucking hand model now and we're getting seven hundred dollars. That's what it is squeeze something out of you, you know what I mean? But but I used to do so I think it's so funny, like no one wants to be the very first person to put you on camera and it's kind of like we were talking about with the clubs right it's like if you're until you have a few things on your resume no one wants to hire you because they're like well what if he gets on the set and he freaks out and then like it causes a huge delay and we lose thousands of dollars so like you kind of have to get one fucking person who's dumb enough themselves they're like our new director they're fresh they don't know that they hire you now you have like one thing it's like you snuck in you know what i mean yeah so i i was like that i i did a I had 10 years after acting school, n- nothing, like almost nothing. And I remember it was 10 years to the day I signed, I got a audition and it was like to host this online sports thing, like Tosh.0 and it okay. was like 200 bucks a week. And, but it was every week. Right. And I was like, yeah. So I took it into the agency. It was like, I was booking something every week. It was like, wow, this guy makes money every week. All they look at is that it was the same gig. Right. But they thought. So then all of a sudden, they started putting me out on everything, like, oh, this guy books. So it was like...
1: Did more stuff come after that? Because they were putting you out more?
0: Absolutely. And then I had that one thing where it was like, well, this guy films a show every week. Like, he must be comfortable on camera. And then I remember thinking the whole time, I go, this whole business is such bullshit. Like, I'm just as good as I was five years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Or as bad as the same, you know, but everyone's treating me different just because I did this one thing. And it can that just can. Cont- it's the same with stand up, you know, like, it's
1: a weird business,
0: you know, in stand up when a guy, everyone's like, he fucking stinks. I hate that guy. And then he like gets SNL and then everyone's like, but he is a genius now. And I do love him. like, yeah. being, like <laughs> We are best friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm more of the guy who um, I end up really liking people and I get upset when they don't get shit. Like I'll see someone who really yeah. isn't good, but they're squeaking by, and then I'll see like a great person just go unnoticed. That always pisses me off. I'm like, "What? How is yeah. this possible?" There's no justice.
0: That does bother me. That what bothers me is when I'm s- watching like a guy who I think should be more famous, who already is kind of famous too. Like I remember there was like I used to open for DePaulo a lot, and anytime he didn't like sell the fucking entire room out, I'd be like, "Do you fucking people know who's here tonight?" You <laughs> know what I mean. And, most of the time he did sell it out, but anytime it was like a little light, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, this guy rules, you know? He and what now he moved. Arenas.
1: Where are you going now? Now he's in Alabama? Where the fuck is he?
0: I don't know. Now he's like in Georgia. This was years ago. This was back when he came up to like Rhode Island and, and mass and stuff. Yeah, because he had a
1: moment but, where he was killing it. And then I think yeah. now he's uh in the wilderness. What the fuck is he?
0: He's doing, he's in Georgia. He said something funny to me on Twitter. He was like, I'm bowling my tits off because I couldn't bowl. You know, like the bowling alleys were closed and stuff. Said, I'm bowling my tits off down here. <laughs> Living free, you know what I mean? But I remember think you know, stuff like Gary Goldman's another guy. I mean, he's pretty famous now. But for a long time, like I used to open for him and be like, how are people not like lined up around the block? This dude's so funny. You know? But
1: he he got yeah. his break recently, right? I think he got a special that did well. Yeah, and
0: yeah. Judd Apatow like discovered him. Isn't
1: that crazy when you get discovered after you've already been doing it for so many people for years and then someone takes credit? I discovered this guy. He was, this guy was at a Burger King.
0: I I hear that all the time with like, you know, everything these people came out of nowhere. It's like, well, he's been doing clubs like, uh, Leslie Jones, you know, she came out of nowhere. It's like, she's been on the road for fucking 20 years.
1: (laughs) You guys just didn't notice.
0: Yeah. it's like slowly becoming super talented, you know?
1: Do you get any flack for um, the brother man stuff when you make fun of Opie? Does he ever? Does he ever get mad at you?
0: Well, so, yeah, the whole thing—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not like I have hate. Like I hate Opie. You know I mean?
1: No, no. The I, way I, I see it, whenever I see the videos, I it never feel hate. It just feels like you're goofing around with someone that you know you knew of that used to listen to. So you're aware of their yeah. mannerisms, and it's fun. Absolutely. I laugh.
0: it's like I honestly like this is so grandiose to st- to say, but the way I think of it is like SNL, like they mock they mock powerful people, but it's like fun, you know what yeah. I mean? it's like, it's well, it fun used to, to be. do that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it all started with, I was waiting to do Kumia. Like I was in New York, um, and I had like an hour before Kumia started. And I was like, uh, just like dicking around, walking around the neighborhood, trying to find something to do. And I was like, Opie had just made a video for joe rogan where he was like joe come on man why won't you have me on your podcast bro like and i I just thought it was like sort of silly and ridiculous that he thought that would work so that was a week before
1: me and mike went on by the way and i made a joke about it i go it's funny that Opie can't get on here and i'm i was i was so fucking i was so pumped when that video came out i was like this is awkward
0: yeah yeah Come on, you know what I mean. So it was, it was funny to me too. It was like that whole thing of like he was even within the video, he was being kind of like a dick to Rogan. He's like, "Come on, Joe, we gave you a big break, so won't be a fucking asshole and do me this favor." You know, yeah, it's weird. Like, that's not how you ask for a favor. Um, So anyway, I made it, posted it, and then like walked up to do the show. We do the whole show. Garrett shows him like it's like the end of the show. You know, it's like six o'clock about to run the credits or whatever and garrett's like oh hold on i wanted to show this to you and he like shows it and anthony just like laughs so fucking i get... he laughs so much harder than anything i'd ever said on the show or like anything so then I... and the fans loved it so then i was like next time i'm in new york i'm gonna do another video you know so i started doing them i did one for skank fest i try not to do them too much because i think if i did one every day it would just be like brother man's talking about you know
1: yeah yeah 67 and sunny
0: today you know what i mean like it would just be so boring such a good impression <laughs> but uh yeah just it's it's gotten to the point where now like i mean even during covid like i've had people like be like, brother man like driving by
1: it's weird that he became a parody
0: well he did and then so then i did carl's you know that who are these podcast thing oh and yeah, yeah i know those guys he was playing clips from it and I hadn't listened in like a year and he was now, he's now embracing Brother Man himself. So he's like, welcome to the Brother Man show. Brother Man, Brother Man, Brother Man. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's come full circle. Like where he's embracing this whole Brother Man thing.
1: Well, there's no other way out of this. I know. What's he gonna but do? Anyways, Fight so it viciously?
0: He blocked me day one after that first video. Really? So he was that
1: pissed about this?
0: I remember I asked Kevin Brennan. I was like, uh, name dropping left and right here but i asked brendan i was like is do you think Obie will be mad or do you think he'll get it
1: brendan who never gets into any sort of controversy
0: yeah he, i mean he's the guy you asked for advice to like will this anger anybody so that's who i went to he's like no no it's too funny like it's funny he'll think it's funny you know what i mean so you ask brendan
1: right? you ask brendan for career advice when you don't want to have yeah. a career anymore so you, <laughs> when you want to get out of business
0: I, I said that to garrett like once, I was like, I feel like I'm in the Kevin Brennan, like, single A. Like, I'm, like, trying to make my way up to the big leagues of being Brennan.
1: So <laughs> fucking dumb.
0: But, uh, yeah, he – uh, I mean, like I said, so I, I actually – At first, I was like, Obi's going to end up – I'm going to end up on his show. Like, this is going to end with me and him sitting across from each other at a table and, like, laughing about this, you know? Because that's how I think radio works. I'm like, ah, it's a bit. Like, it's a funny bit, and we're, like, having, like, a little – Right? Yeah,
1: that's it. Felt not I, I don't want to go as far as saying wholesome, but it's just fun, yeah. just ribbing, man. People just busting balls,
0: exactly what the O&A show was. You know yeah, mean? I grew up for me, it was like for me, one of the coolest things. Like, it's repeatedly surreal for me to to talk with Anthony and Jim Norton and Bobby Kelly and all these guys I grew up listening to. It's same, like, same, same, it's, it's weird for me, right? It like never is not Fucking surreal, you know what I mean? So to me it was like, can I even take this like a step further and like fuck with this? Like and mess with Opie and like try and actually like play in the sandbox, you know what I mean? I felt like it was in the spirit of like what OA has always been, you know what I mean? And I think everyone took it that way except for Opie.
1: <laughs> but you know what it might also be? Because they got him and Anthony, you know, the fans, remember when the fans turned on them. So they probably got so much harassment that in his view, he's not filtering it. He's like, this guy's yeah. fucking with me. He probably hates me. He's talking shit about me. So I, he probably sees it all so. as one blanket.
0: Yeah. And there was an old, there's a little, I guess there's like a little more to it. Like I did try, I have tried to be booked on. I was try. I tried to get booked on like when he was on Sirius. And they'd be like, nah. He, and I was like, is this because I do Anthony's show? You know what I mean? Or, and not. And it was kind of like he would do this thing where he pretend like he had no idea who I was on, on, stuff i'm like i know you have a i know you at least know a little bit i'm not saying like oh yeah will newton's like a word that comes out of your mouth but like you've at least seen my name like on possible lists of guests or whatever
1: or rapists you're aware of (laughs) you're aware of me you've
0: at least seen the top 10 most wanted yeah
1: (laughs) yeah there's no photo but you've seen the goddamn name
0: yeah yeah. it's a weird passive-aggressive
1: move to do shit like that
0: whenever someone asks him on twitter like who like why won't you talk to will newton or will you ever work with will he's like i don't know who that is i don't know who that is who is that like that's his every time so
1: it's weird because i i love those guys the way they were back in the day and it's just so the the bitterness i don't know what the fuck it is it's weird and there's a lot of comics too that i see now you know how you're busting balls and we're having fun and i see some people it's like they have podcasts and i've never met them in real life but i'll see how they are with other podcasts they'll get upset and a podcast, will yeah. joke about it, and then they'll tell their fans report them, uh, report them. Whoa, uh, get, really? Yeah, yeah, report them on YouTube and shit like that. And it's like yeah, they're just fucking not. around, dude. You're you're taking it to a weird level.
0: Yeah, I don't like the whole mess with people's like livelihood. I've had a few people try and call like the company. That's why I'm so like cagey now about like who I do commercial for and talking about it and stuff. Because I had someone do that with me. Like they just an Opie fan or who thought I'm fucking with Opie. Tried to like, you know, call up who people I work for and like fuck with them and say that I'm like a, you know, whatever can get you fired, like a racist or a uh, bigot. And then I forget what it was, actually. Someone said something about me and I was a little worried about it. And I called like the ad agency and they're like, dude, if we freaked out about every like email we got about you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We get a lot. Some people send videos.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like, we get a lot of positive stuff too, but people are just going to be like, I don't like his face. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's what people do. You know, people are just like...
2: we um, are fucking crazy. I get,
0: I get people talking to me about good things about their car that they bought, and then I get people coming up to me complaining about their car. Oh, they like,
1: blame uh, you okay. i only yeah, bought like it because of your fucking commercial you stupid son of a bitch
0: <laughs> it's always like it's never like a big thing it's always like a design flaw they're like i don't like the new touch screen man i'm like i know i'll tell I'm, I'm telling them next meeting i'm like no more people are telling me no more touch screens because <laughs> they come they come right to the guy in the commercial for the design of the car
1: yeah people here hearing, hearing uh on the french scene mike was informing me that uh, Quebecers sometimes will find actors in big dramas that play here in the grocery store and yell at them about stuff they did on on, on the scene. Oh yeah. So they'll be like I can't believe you you left her for, for that other whore yeah. and the guy would have to be like you know that's not real right? Like wha- I'm not a bad guy. Oh I know you. You're a piece of shit. And these are like 50 year olds, 40 year olds. It's not like they're yeah. 80.
0: Oh yeah. I had a friend who was in soap operas in the States uh, we were in college and he, uh, he, I mean, he was older than me and we, I remember he was such an interesting kind of famous too. Cause back then there was no social media or anything. So it was like, you would spend a whole day with this guy and no one would recognize him. And then you'd walk into like a supermarket or a mall and people would be like, Oh my God, like you get mom, you know what I mean? By housewives. And it was the same thing. And we were in the supermarket, and, but he was like a good guy, and people would be like, You're so sweet to her. And like, <laughs> Are you guys going to get back together? And he'd be like, I don't know. He like had, he had like adopted a, Like, he was like, I don't know. They don't tell me anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is funny. I, I mean, I felt that way. I don't really get superstar struck around too many famous people, but when I meet, sometimes when I meet athletes, I get like that. I'm like, Remember when you hit that homer? In hmm. World Series, you know, dude, I, just... I think it
1: depends. Yeah, who it is. Like, if I would ever get to meet like a Michael Jordan, I'd probably be starstruck.
0: Is that Bayern Munich behind you in the on the picture? Is that no, no, of, that's like, uh,
1: AK Athens. That's I, I, Athens. My my favorite team. Uh, oh, yellow okay. and black, the uh, team from Athens. Um, there was a yeah. goal that we scored I against. Knew,
0: I, could, I knew that was like some sort of ultra yeah behind you right like that's the
1: that's the player right it, look at this bam right there he scored a goal and then went up to the fence with the fans and he was going crazy on the it was, it was a big shit. moment in the 90s i so,
0: like sports you're so you're greek huh yeah greek and french canadian
1: i'm not mike is french canadian I'm, I'm greek
0: but you're just but i mean you're, but i live here
1: you still, i live here but you uh so born in Greece? no i was born in montreal Which is why I speak all the languages here, but uh, I'm I'm a Canadian. Uh, I live in Quebec, so I'm Quebecer by birth, let's say. But I'm a Greek guy, so it's weird because here people they're like, "Yeah, he's ethnic, he's a Greek guy." But every time I leave, like I'll go to the states, they'll be like, "You're a French guy." I'm like, nobody calls me French. I have a huge accent.
0: Here we would say, "You're French Canadian," and also I like it's funny that. Greek is ethnic. like yeah. Oh God, what guys wouldn't do here to be considered like a person of color for being Greek?
1: Oh, here, dude, it's uh. Well, growing up, now no one is a, now now they fit me in. Now I'm a white guy. But growing up, I was yeah. ethnic, you know. And then yeah, one day I it did. just changed, and one day I became uh, a white guy. Like I'm British, and I'm the enemy. I
0: was like, I don't know. That's so. Fun. I know, man. I didn't. I didn't I make these rules. I know. I thought being an artist made you like, you know, obviously not a fucking like racist.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, it doesn't matter now. They'll, they'll, if somebody doesn't yourself. like you, they'll say the craziest shit. I've gone into Twitter beats with people that don't know me. That one guy's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell people." I asked the question. Remember Parlor? Parlor started yeah, blowing I up. up
0: that.
1: And I tweeted. I go, "So what's the shit? Do I have to get on this parlor thing? Is it like Twitter? Like, what's the point of having two Twitters?" I go, "Explain. Why do I need this?" And then somebody's like, "You're a fucking racist because you're asking questions about parlor." And I was like, "What? <laughs> oh, yeah. What the oh, fuck?" Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the,
0: <laughs> the, the 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 like thought police. Like, you just even you stepped into an area there that was like un uh, not allowed. You know? Like,
1: yeah, and I was like, "I'll, I'll make know. a profile now. Fuck you. I'll make a profile." What, like, how does it make me racist? I'm promoting the same videos. Like, check out my I YouTube. Get it
0: on the same, I get it on both sides. Like, if I make a joke about the Republicans, all the Republican followers are like, "You fucking." Why are you try to be political, will like yeah. fucking lefty, lefty will? And then if I make a joke about Biden, it's like, like will, what you red pill, like QAnon, believe in, like motherfucker? You know? You're a it's fucking like, Nazi. The other. Yeah, you're Nazi. Yeah,
1: they're so crazy, bro. I
0: don't want to be part of either camp, but I
1: keep it's telling it's people like, stop uh, joining these fucking groups.
0: I know. Why do you want to oh.
1: fit in these stupid boxes? No, they're all it's, dumb.
0: It's. Oh, I just hate the whole like you can't even discuss. So I was like on our show yesterday, the Noonan show, we were talking about I said it's weird, you know, like I saw these I've seen when I, when I was a bartender, sometimes I would see two like drunk white guys, like college age white guys, they get in a fight and they'd start calling each other the like, while wow, they were fighting. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I was like it's be and it was like in the re- and like to imitate like rappers you know what I mean they would like imitating tougher men than them or men they considered tougher than them and I remember thinking like this is so fucked up like obviously any any black dude walking by right now would like want to kick both these guys asses it, yeah, he'd be- I'm sure both of, I'm sure both of these dudes have no idea that they're even like doing this and th- but then I was like and then, and then I was kind of talking about that on the show and I was like and also like my girlfriend rides a peloton and like half the songs are like n-bomb 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 and I'm like so like what, what's to keep some dude who listens to that Peloton, what if he, like, every morning, he, like, Peloton's listening to, like, like subconscious N-words. Yeah. And then he goes out that night and gets blackout drunk.
1: And starts singing.
0: And starts singing, yeah. It starts, like, See, uh, and he drops an N-bomb, you know?
1: And he gets like, beat up.
0: And then, like, his career, yeah, it's on video, his career's over. So like, I, I just like,
1: love Cardi B! <laughs> He's getting kicked was, in the head.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was just, I was, like, Yay, gold digger you know yeah. i was like i was like what's the difference between you know like language does work in that way like sometimes you can't help yourself like, yeah like uh the only time i ever had a problem with that word in my life was like i was in 08 the celtics won the championship and i was out partying with two black friends and they were calling each other that word online and like, right so we're getting blackout drunk and like when we we're getting in the cab at the end of the night, I was like, "Come on!" Like, and said it just like they had said it all night, right?
1: And then they like, stopped you.
0: That. It was like, and then I was like, "I mean, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh man, I, don't know. I think I just said it. Can you guys say?" It? And they're like, "Ah, oh, well, tonight's the night. If you can, you're gonna say it, the Celtics won the championship. Like, we're all celebrating." Blah, 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 blah. But I remember thinking, like, I'm not even gonna now. Like, when I'm in the car listening to music, like, do I mean I don't drink anymore either, so it's really not gonna happen. But it's kind of like i just think so anyway the point is even talking about this on the podcast i was like am i gonna get fucking killed for even like
1: talking about a subject
0: about talking about how it could be maybe not pure hatred and just sort of like maybe even worse maybe you're just a poser like you know
1: a poser too and also we keep forgetting that the culture is going to dictate a lot of our behavior because what we see so it's like yeah. people who, they, they say now like the, um, you know, the whole Chris D'Elia thing and all that, like, oh, who are these people? They're having sex. they're obs-. But dude, our entire culture is sexualized. So even though I yeah. think the D'Elia apology was a little wacky, it was all over the place, it's still, yeah, of course, this guy's, anywhere he goes, he can just message someone and fuck all these broads, you know? So, and yeah. the culture's always saying that, you know, bitches, f- get money, fuck bitches. And then he started doing that and it ruined his yeah. fucking life. He's repeatedly okay. cheating on his wife and shit.
0: Oh, yeah, I think for him it crossed into like he became like a sex addict you know what I mean it seemed like when you're when you're like ghost like cold texting hot 17 year olds he, he was just going through Instagram like yeah randomly like not even his own followers he was just like searching Instagram and being like you're hot like I'm famous you know what I mean that to me is and sick. he
1: never asked for ID and therein lies the problem
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I also think he fucked around like he with the like the states. Like, well, I'm in this state, so 17 is the age. It's like, yeah, but you're still like a famous person, and everyone's gonna think of you as like. I I don't feel bad for that dude at all. So no, I don't. I don't really feel
1: bad because why around. would you fuck you? You could find hot chicks that are of age.
0: Yeah. No, I know. No, it's like, and just looking at what I what briefly I saw about that, I'm like, it, it seemed exhausting. Like, I was like. I've tried to, I mean, in my life, I've hooked up with some fans. It's like a tiring fucking day. You know what I mean? Like, I just, to me, I was like, it's not really worth it. You know, it's kind of like weird. It's like disappointing for everybody involved. Like they're disappointed. I'm disappointed. Like I'm far from being Crystalia, but it's like, you know, I used to be a karaoke DJ and I used to always say, I got more girls doing that than I did doing comedy, man. It was like, I was there, the alcohol was flowing, but. You got to be careful. I dated a girl who kind of hit me up off Snapchat and she, she told me she was 21 and she ended up being like 19.
2: Oh shit.
0: But I mean, this was like, this was like, like seven years ago, but I ended up dating her like for like a while after that. But I remember thinking like, I remember, so she goes, this is a long ago. She goes, "Yeah, I'm really 19. I was like, "What?" I was in my twenties. I'm like, I can't date a teenager. And then I was like,
1: Wait a second, is that why your parents keep picking you up from my place?
0: Yes, that's what I said, I was like, now I really need to see your ID, because what if you're not even 19? What if you're actually like, she looked like, she looked 25.
1: Bro. You know, but you know what my thing God. is? You know why I have no sympathy for like the because I don't, personally, I get annoyed by 20 year olds. Yeah. Like, no, if definitely. I can't talk to you at all, and, and I'm going to get irritated, the attraction leaves.
0: Oh, I mean, at this point in my life, 100%. Yeah. Like, th- she was, was a hot like,
1: 20-year-old. Has, have you heard her speak? Has she opened her I fucking was starting
0: mouth? starting to, uh, basically, I was starting to headline a little bit. And I was like, I want to, like, I want to hook up with, like, a girl who hit me up on social media. You know what I mean? Of course, being me, I ended up dating her for, like, a year after that. <laughs> it's like...
1: You fucking <laughs> idiot.
0: Not the cool <laughs> move at all, but... Um, even though my fiance now, I met her at a show. She was in the audience at a show.
1: But she's an adult, and she was a nurse. She's a goddamn professional.
0: Physical therapist, above a nurse. Oh, really? Leveled. Yeah, yeah. She's technically a doctor.
1: So, if you get injuries, if you get it, if she's she uh, nurses you back to health.
0: Yeah, and she's done that a few times. She's um, she's also practiced her uh, like when a new technique comes out, she'll practice it on me.
1: What do you mean, and, like a uh, new uh, technique? Te-
0: Like, snap your back and shit? Yeah, only one time has she hurt me. All the other times, she's helped me. Oh, you got hurt? Yeah, one time she, uh... (laughs) I've never even told her this, but one time she was like, I need to practice this new back, like, technique on you. And I was just like, I always, I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, I never have thought about it.
1: It's a free massage.
0: It it never hurts, yeah. It's always, like, very light. And then uh, she's like, like, like a chiropractic type shit to my back. And I was like, oh, thanks, and... It was like three days. I was like, Jesus, what the fuck? Like, I was, I, I was like, she probably did permanent damage back there.
1: I'm going back to the 19 year old. This yeah. is bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah, the 19 year old's like probably fucking 28 now.
1: It's crazy how you know, like the can, like everyone's getting shit can right now. But a lot of them kind of, it's their, you know, some people reach. Oh, cancel culture, yeah. they reach for stuff. But some of this shit, like the little thing, is like it's not really a reach. It's like.
0: Yeah, it's a same, fucked up situation. I felt the same way about the uh the girl from The Mandalorian. At first I was pissed about all I saw was the headline and I was like, who gives a fuck? Like if she's a Republican, you know? Yeah, who cares, yeah. Like and but then then I read that she's like basically comparing herself to like a Jew in, in the in World War Two. And I'm like, okay. Like you do know like you can't do that. And also like in your industry, you can't do that. Like, you know what I'm can't saying? Do- like
1: but you know what's fucked like, up about her? Is that apparently her co-star did the same thing. Almost oh, identical really? tweet, but the other way around. He said that that um, Democrats were being treated like Jews were before. And that was cool. That's why people really? on the internet freaked out. Yeah, people are like, wait, wait, hold on a second. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's why people freaked out. Because they go, wait a second, what's this fucking double standard?
0: Who's the co-star? Who said that?
1: Uh, The guy who does The Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal. Oh,
0: like Pedro Pascal? That's his name, yeah. He's like you. He's an ethnic guy. He's an know, ethnic, he yeah. Right but
1: who's gonna? It's weird this whole ethnic thing. He's considered ethnic, but if I come to the states, I'm considered French. I'm not even French. Well, They're just giving me a nationality sense. that I'm not.
0: I one of the, you ever watch that show, Ninety Day Fiance?
1: No, but I've seen clips of it.
0: What's funny about that show is the, the Americans think every other country is like a shithole. They <laughs> think everyone wants. <laughs> They think everyone wants American citizenship. So there's always people on that show who there was a there's like Spanish people, you know, in Spain, like Pedro Pascal, like beautiful fucking Mediterraneans, you know, and their and their family members are like she just wants a fucking green card. She just wants your fucking citizenship. I'm like, have you been to fucking Spain? Like she should stay there. Like she's an idiot to want to move to Alabama from Spain.
1: Alabama, yeah, but the States is fucking... People talk shit, but America's America, bro. America's awesome. Hey, guys. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in discreet packaging. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find out the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. You don't like swallowing pills? No problem. They're chewable. And Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA. They're prepared direct to ship, so it's cheaper than any pharmacy. So if you could benefit from a little bit of extra confidence from time to time in the bedroom, head over to Bluetooth.com for more details and important safety information. Also, special offer for the podcast listeners. You head over to Bluetooth.com and you can try it for free. You just got to pay five bucks for shipping. Use promo code PANTELUS, Bluetooth.com. Promo code PANTELUS, you receive your first month free. You just got to pay five bucks for shipping. It's a great deal. Thanks to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast.
0: Oh, I love it. I'm just saying it's it's always funny to me how people see these other, like it is, sometimes it is some some girl from like a slum in Brazil and you're yeah. like, yeah, this is a huge move up. But other times it's like a beautiful European country like we go to on vacation yeah. and they're like, she just wants, she just wants a green card. She just wants to be in America. It's like, she doesn't live in abject poverty. Like she, she works at the Gap. Her dad's retired. <laughs> yeah, she's
1: from <laughs> like, fucking Liechtenstein.
0: Yeah, like those kind. Yeah, or like rant, You know, any any place in France that's not Paris.
1: Yeah, or or Marseille. Apparently, Marseille is a shithole.
0: Really? Yeah. I've never been. I've been to uh, when I was seventeen. I went to uh, uh, Paris briefly, and I went to like the south of France, like Cannes, and uh, and uh, you know, the Selma um, Hayek
1: was discovered at Cannes. Really? Yeah, but not for acting. She was an escort. She, they were, there were a bunch of escorts, and they would bring them during those festivals, and they would bang all like the, the producers and the directors on yachts.
0: Doesn't surprise me.
1: Interesting. Yeah, she was a, she was an escort. The more you know about Salma Hayek.
0: The more you know. I mean, what's the difference between being an escort? Like a lot of business, a lot of like your ways into show business, are... This didn't work for me, but I got a job once when I was a young actor in acting school at, um, like, as a caterer. Okay. And they would put us in these skin tight T-shirts, and a, a woman would come down the line, and she'd like pull on the T-shirt, and if it if it like came off your body like even an inch, she'd be like, another T-shirt, a smaller T-shirt for this one. Like it had to be like.
1: That's hilarious. To
0: cut you out of it.
1: And. That's... Um,
0: and then you would go and wait on these, like, they'd be like important people, you know, like in show business. And, and they, they just like, they wanted you tight. tight. Yeah, they just wanted you tight. And it was funny. It was like, it was like the auditions. It was like, I would always be like a last minute fill in. So I'd be there with all these like really handsome guys. And I'd be like, uh oh, I'm Will I'm here. I'm Will Noonan. I'm a stand up comic. Yeah. <laughs> they ran out of models. Who needs it once a bit?
1: You know, Jude. We were talking earlier before about um, uh, girls that I grew up with here, that we grew up like my friends that they came to the studio, and they were telling about girls that we grew up with that are now high-end escorts, and they're like, yeah, high-end, and they get paid to go on trips, like they'll get paid like let's say thirty Gs for a weekend, and they'll fly with these fucking nerds to different places, and sometimes they won't even bang them.
0: I've heard about that too. I know, uh, you know, actresses when they're on the come up, you know, it's like they're, it's an interesting world we live in where it's crazy. Yeah. Can be moved so quick. You know what I mean? I've heard of these dudes. It's like they have whole relationships with like women they've never met. Yeah. You know, they're sending them money, the girls spending the money, taking pictures. Uh. But yeah, I've noticed OnlyFans, there was a comic that, it's funny how the trends in comedy change because there's this comic. I must have done a show with her like seven years ago and she was like, you know, ultra-political, like shaved head, like the wokest, like just feminist comic. And now she's like got an OnlyFans and she's like, I I was like, that can't be her. And then I was like, it is her. And it's like, her hair's long now. And she's looking like, like she's slowly looking more and more like a porn star. I'm like, how much can you do porn before you start to look like a porn star
1: yeah i mean it is porn
0: that's the thing i think is kind of sad about it it's like you know at the end of the day you can you can say a lot of different things but it's like a little sad you know i think
1: i have zero issue with it as long as everyone is aware of the long-term consequences of someone you don't like or your kids Coming home from school, showing a pussy, your snatch yeah, picture your snatch. That the, you know, as long as you know what's possible in the future, then who gives a fuck? Who am I
0: yeah. to judge? Yeah, like that's the whole thing. Like I think my opinion of it is like if it's like something, I think there are in today's world, people grew up. it's like the WWE, right? Like years ago, it was like you ended up in the WWE. It was like you failed at something else. You <laughs> failed at football or like right it was like yeah that act like it was like you weren't you're not going to make it in other things so you'll be a pro wrestler right but now all these dudes in the wwe like they grew up only wanting to be in the wwe they did that's their goal they wanted to be wrestlers they went to wrestling camps they wanted to be wrestlers their whole lives so now you got a generation of chicks they grew up watching porn and i think it's kind of cool that if you want to do porn Without actually becoming a porn star, can. you can do that now, and it's like socially acceptable. So I think if it's like something you like really want to do, I think it's dope. But I think there's a lot of women in America who just need money right now, and they're kind of like telling themselves like this is something they want to do, but like you said, like maybe years later, or maybe like in a, when times aren't so financially tough, they'll be like, was that something I really wanted to do, or was it kind of yeah. like sad?
1: Oh yeah. that, that would be that's too much of a pill to Oh fuck that that's hard to that's swallow. It's just
0: Catholic school Willie coming at you. It came yeah. right through, man. It was like that was just fucking
1: yeah, cause, oh, coming right in. Imagine because you know, we we have as comics too, we have bits or anything that we regret. But imagine the shit that you regret is just you naked and it's there for everyone still, like people can still share it. So you regret it but you can never get rid of it.
0: It's like a shitty buddy. kid. I, I mean, I had a roommate who used to live in fear of it. He went through a phase when he was like 18 or 19, where he was making money, trying to like, he was doing some real shady stuff online for oh, people, shit. like just on camera. You know what I mean? But got some money, and he stopped. He freaked himself out. He stopped. This was like years before I ever even met the guy. But he, uh, I remember he used to get kind of drunk, and he tell you back, like, I, "I live in fear of some of those videos just popping up one day." You know, because oh, I did some fucking fucked up shit for the money. And I'm like, yikes, and I remember that was a real thing he carried.
1: What is the person you're talking about, Jake Flores, drinking his own cum? Because he doesn't seem to be living no. in fear. He seems to be cool with it. No, I've heard about that though. Yeah, I mean I saw it on Twitter, it made me laugh a lot. I like watching people's rivalries with each other and you don't like you don't know where it's gonna escalate to, so you think it's like you're stupid, no, you're stupid, and you're like, Okay, it's enjoyable. And then wait, Are you drinking your own cum? Yeah, I got to pay the rent. And I was like, whoa, guys, guys, this is... (laughs) Why are you saying that on Twitter? I got to pay the rent. You're not
0: drinking your own cum? Oh, someone has rich parents.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess someone's making money podcasting. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? You have to, like, how... Must
2: be nice.
1: And then when he's getting made fun of about not being a good comic, it's like, I've never seen him perform comedy. I assume by his attitude, he's not a good comic. Um, But when you have to drink cum... In a city where other people don't have to drink, cum and they could just do stand-up, Yeah, you might not be a good comic. You <laughs> might. <laughs> you might
0: it's, like, it's like, why am I on the side having to argue that drink and makes you a bad comic? Like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Why it's do like, I look, have to argue that?
1: Louis J Gomez isn't drinking cum, I'm assuming <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's better at this business than you. But.
0: Yeah, no one's like you know Bill Burr. you, you guys. He always says, start with drink and come. Yeah. Get a, Get a podcast, do open mics.
1: Yeah, and then you get yeah. your friend to slander everyone else in the scene, and then maybe you'll take yeah. over.
0: Yeah. Imbeciles. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. I mean, Boston's scene sounds a lot like Montreal's, and it's like there's always those dudes in any comedy scene who will do fucking anything but write a funny joke to try and get fans. Yep. Like as, and I see it when I travel too. You know, someone will talk about this dude, and I'm like. If these guys spent fucking an hour a day writing, they'd probably, like, at least be funny enough that they could be the dickhead they want to be. Dude, (laughs) I
1: I had, um, I don't want to call it a conversation, but I remember a little while back, and I had, like, maybe 2,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel, and a guy, he's he's a comedian, I'm I'm using this in quotes, so I call himself a comedian, and he was asking about podcasting and my YouTube channel. And he goes, uh, what did you do? Like, how, how come you have 2,000 people right now? And I don't have anybody on my channel. And I was like, all right, well, let me look at your channel. Like, what do you have on there? And there was one video on there from years ago. I'm like, well, you have nothing on your channel. He's like, yeah, but if I had subscribers, I would put stuff. I was like, well, that's oh, that's yeah. not how it works. You Like, a restaurant has meat stuff in there ready, and when you come and you order, they can give it to you. They don't wait for people to show up and like, all right, next week, guys, I'm going to get you all some meals. You fucking yeah. imbecile. You have to put some work in.
0: I mean, I, I think that's the way a lot of people look at life in general. You know what I mean? I've, I've always thought that there's those comedians who sit around and they watch it. Why is that guy, like, fucking getting that? It's like, well, he travels. He, like, went to trying something out. He's like... Drank some cum. He did a lot. Yeah, He did a lot along the way. fucking cum. You know, guy's not afraid to do what he's got to do. But, it, it, yeah, it's true. I, I don't know. I uh, Anytime I do something cool in show business, like my phone rings for, like, a week. With dudes who are just like they're a little high and they're like yeah i want to fucking start working hard dude what do i gotta do you know <laughs>
1: and you're like exactly what you said start working hard
0: yeah just start working dude as i always tell my favorite thing too this happens a lot it hasn't happened because i haven't seen a lot of young comics in the past year but i host a show here uh or i used to host a show on mondays near my house and it would be like a total mix of like guys who've been doing it for fucking 20 years. And some guys who've been doing it for like a year, I I'd, I'd try and like really mix it up. And a lot of times people would come up to me and be like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing comedy or something and or the guy I just started. And like, so like, when do I start making money? And like, when do I start asking for how much money? And I'd be like, well, I'd be like, I didn't become a full-time comedian until I'd been doing it like seven or eight years. You know? Yeah. And, and then it's not like I moved into a fucking mansion. It was like, that was a very tough year to make that step off the transition. Yeah. The transition year was brutal and scary and it's very scary to be in business for yourself, no matter what you do, you know what I mean? So I always see when I say that seven year number, which is like even really on the generous side, I see, I see people's fucking like, like they're, it's like the guy who the comedian who hears that and goes like, Okay, just seven years. That's the guy who's going to fucking make it. The guy who can't take that and is like, I'll do it in one. I'm always like, yeah, yeah, maybe, dude. But that dude who just blows right by It's like, seven years, fine. All right, I'm on my way. I'm like, that guy's going to do fine in this business.
1: Because he's going to keep working. I I know maybe I'm at something. my, this is, uh, I'm at nine. This is nine in stand-up and uh, 11 in podcasting. Holy shit. Yeah. I was podcasting in 2010. I started podcasting in October of
0: 2010. Nice. Yeah. Well, it you, uh,
1: took forever to get do anything you
0: feel as a stand-up. Well, see, I I, I remember thinking around I mean, I've only, I've been doing it 14 years now, but I remember thinking that around seven, eight, nine years is when I really started to like click, started Same.
1: Get, That's how I feel. Yeah. And even it's it's weird cuz podcasting I was doing it for longer, right? 2 years before I ever started stand-up, but yeah. I became a Better stand up faster than I became a good podcaster. It was in me. Stand up was, and I liked everything right. about it—the writing, the you know, the rhythm, all that stuff bouncing back and forth to people. But no matter what, I was never—you know—it's it, something that you have to put time in it. No matter how good you are, you're not good enough. Oh, it's nothing.
0: Nothing taught me that like this pandemic, right? So it's like I, I fucking was humbled by my return you know what i mean after four or five months of not doing it i remember thinking yeah you know like it's gonna be a little rusty but i'll get it back or whatever quick and i got all this new material and i was like fuck this new material like i have to remember how to do my own material i have to yep. remember how to do stand up well like and not just me i was looking at everyone and, and I'm like, we're all fucking struggling here. Some of the guys who had been like 30, 40 years, they were smart enough to just go like, I'm doing my tried and true like shit that I can do in my sleep.
1: Yeah, let me get back so, on like, the bicycle before I try a fucking unicycle.
0: Uh. Exactly. I'll fully admit that I was like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll do one of those. I'm gonna razzle ass with my new shit, just like I did before. Like I'm just gonna pick right up where I left off, you know. And it was like not that fucking way like and it made me really kind of i always respect stand-up but i was like man like this thing really is like a muscle you know and it really is like uh like working out or anything where it's like you gotta fucking make sure you're on top of it or else you know it's the same thing you hear before pandemic a guy would get a movie career an acting career something takes a year off It's like, you don't just pick that shit up. It's a skill.
1: You can't just go to the laugh factory and start dropping N-bombs. You can't do that. It's... It takes skill.
0: Do you you ever work with Brett um, Ellis, the comic from L.A.?
1: Oh, I think so. No. He he was... uh, Did he pull that shit, too?
0: He was there that night. No, he tells us... He's got a great story. Because my favorite part of that story that people don't know, and this is just legend. I don't know if it's true, but that was just the only one that got recorded he tried that bit 3 times that night that was the third time wait that he was a bit the, he tried it at the improv earlier and and it like did okay but it was just kind of like oh weird and then he went to the laugh factory and tried it there wait he and was he was telling
1: 3 times the same night he was telling black people that uh, if it was that's, back in the day he'd hang them
0: i've heard that people saw him do that bit hours earlier at the improv
1: That that's a bit that yo way. this guy really pushed his luck
0: and then so so the whole excuse of like it just happened in the moment and da 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 is like not true That that's the point of the story
1: you know what's crazy that is then he should've went with the truth that's a way better excuse look it was a, I was trying something out like you gotta try it out to see if it works I, tr- I was trying it out all night
0: <laughs> I'm an thing. artist I'm oh, experimenting my fucking uh, can you hear that by the way my fucking like
1: uh what's the happening?
0: Vocal alarm is chirping. Oh is, is,
1: uh, I don't know if I pick it up sometimes I, I might I don't notice it.
0: I was like, what the hell is that? Of course it hasn't happened the whole year and it's happening right now. When like, you are recording. Well, yeah, while well, I'm recording with you, but oh,
1: Dude, I didn't know that. That's that's a funny story, dude. He's it he was a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's totally like second hand like I got that from a dude I opened for, but he was telling that story and I was like, yeah, I heard he went out and did the bit. Well, and, I heard he
1: was an asshole.
0: Well, you can kind of, t- like, you can, if you ever watch the, um, if you ever watch the Seinfeld, like, DVDs, you know, like, all DVDs, they have, like, blooper reels, yeah. and he's like a fucking prick, like, you can tell watching him, like, they're all, like, laughing, and he's like, all right, let's fucking get it, next take, you know what I mean, he's, like, serious, and, like, Jesus you can just tell he's kind of a prick.
1: It's weird that he plays such a wacky, you, you know, th- that happened to me, um, when I started getting better gigs and I was going around different cities, that's when I started to get a bit jaded because I I was still like a kid, I was like I can't believe it. I'm a comedian. I'm making money in comedy. People are laughing. It's a fun time. And then you'd meet comics that you've seen on TV and you're all excited. Yeah. And then it turned out to be assholes. Some of them. What the fuck, man? I thought you were a cool um, dude.
0: I've had I've had pretty good luck with that. I'm trying to think of like, my, I but I you know it's funny that. I totally get that. I was that way. Like I was the exact same way, man. Like to the point where I even think I annoyed some people, but I was like so fucking excited to be there. There was a night. I remember like being backstage in Boston and this comic was like, just relax. You- <laughs> Cause I was just like, I'm fucking doing it. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm here. I'm doing comedy. And he was like, just relax. You know what I mean? And I was like, Okay, okay, like I, I was like I need to be a little less eager to like succeed here, but uh yeah, that does suck. That's like why, you know, Greg Fitzsimmons was a guy I opened for him for a weekend and I was so <laughs> I was such a big fan of his. I was so afraid that he was gonna be an asshole that like I didn't even wanna be around him. And then he was like, You wanna have lunch tomorrow? And I was like, Okay and then he ended up being like the best guy and I like okay. still talk to him and everything. But it was like I I was so afraid that he would be an asshole that, so I try and give everyone the benefit of the doubt. What I think is the funniest thing in this business is when you like meet someone who, and then like you're annoyed with them. Like they go from like being your hero to you're like, all right, like,
1: like fuck off. Oh, that's happened to me too. I, I got a guy in mind. I'm not going to mention him. <laughs>
0: yeah same but first time they text you you're like I can't believe this guy's texting me and then like a week later you're like I'm gonna fucking block yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: exactly it yeah that's exactly (laughs) it bro holy shit
0: we gotta gotta trade after but everyone's got a few of those especially in comedy oh and there's
1: people like I still care about them and I'm like Jesus Christ you're a fucking you're a mess
0: yeah sometimes you meet these people and you're like oh that's why like um you know, it was like I only briefly kinda hung around like and met Artie Lang, but it was like part of knowing Artie Lang is like you meet Artie Lang, it's super awesome. He disappears from your life and then like a newspaper in New Jersey calls you and asks you questions <laughs> about him. <laughs> that's <laughs> and I, funny. And I said that to someone and they're like, Oh yeah, that's like what being friends with that's being friends with Artie. Like you just it's like a train you hop on and hop off and and then you get a call once in a while, like Artie's in jail. What do you think? And you're like, he is. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it. I talked to him a week ago. He said he's great. You know, like,
1: and, and then, then you're
0: like, oh, I'm one of those people now who's saying Artie's great.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I became one of them. It's funny because there, and there's some stuff that you don't notice until somebody points out, like uh that's you know people that you looked up to, you liked, and then you're with them and you're getting along with them. Like I know for me. Um, so I like uh, Robert Kelly I like Bobby Kelly I think he's a fucking good dude Man, and he's fun and every time I'm with him Bobby. like he, he did two drink minimum when they were in Montreal and I had done Kumia uh, with him one time when I came down to New York and it's always a fun time like because he reminds me of he has similar stories to how I grew up his friends the yeah. delinquents the juvie all that so to me I, I oh, you know I, I like this guy and there was a photo yeah. before I did stand up one of my buddies had and I don't know if I still have the picture but he had sent me that day when I went on uh, Kumia it was basically, it was a screenshot, and it was, like, from fucking 10 years ago. And it was me, at just for laughs, like, taking a photo with Robert Kelly. I had no beard, nothing, like oh, a kid. And then it. me and him years later on the show, just laughing together. And I was like, holy fucking shit. I never thought about that. It's so fuck I, I, I didn't even remember that I had seen him then. I You know, it doesn't come in your head. And I'm like, fuck, that is so... That is a strange I moment. Know, I
0: mean, dude, I mean, I was like... I feel that way about Bobby, too. He's from Boston, so I saw him a lot like when I was in high school here. And same with Bill Burr. They were on shows together all the time. And my dad was a Boston cop, so it was like they do these benefits for the cops and Burr. And um, for me, it was so funny because I went to college in New York. So it was like I was 18 in New York, and I went to a comedy club. And I saw Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neal, and a bunch of other comics. But I recognized Burr and Patrice from Boston comedy. And I'm like 19, you know. So I'm like, I go up after a show. It's like 11 people. And I shake Bird's hand. And I'm like, oh, I'm from Boston too. And he's like, oh, cool. I don't know. Then it's like years later, I do comedy. And my friend opens for him at the Wilbur. So I go to the Wilbur and like meet him again. And I'm like, so weird. I keep seeing this guy at like different stages of my life. And then last year, I opened for him at, at a club here in Boston And we were like backstage before the show Talking and I was like How is life like this long Like how did this even fucking happen That like I'm I'm actually now About to bring him on stage Like, at, like cause, cause it feels like yesterday I was watching him In the club and going like hey I'm from Boston Like I'm um, like It's pretty cool to see you in New York You know what I mean
1: You know what the next move is The next move is you gotta get him to open for you
0: Yeah You can't I mean, stop
1: no, here You can't just open for Bill Burr
0: no, I got to keep going.
1: You got to keep going. Keep going. Yeah, Billy, I, I want to take I you on fire tour. Fire him and fire him. That's yeah. Like
0: <laughs> move, like, yeah.
1: It's Circle it's of life. I, I always I have a thing with um I only noticed recently when I analyzed my comedy and just my sensibilities in comedy and how I write jokes and how I do it, but I I think cuz you've never heard I guess actual Montreal comedians, like if you come down, you'll see what a Montreal accent is that I don't have yeah. uh and what they talk about. It's very different. So I was never, I didn't have a Montreal comedian that I knew to look up to to get influenced. So all my influences later on, like when I was podcasting, were Boston, New York guys. So even LA comedy, I could feel the difference because I'm like, eh, that's kind of hacky. That's this, that's that. Because I was so influenced by a harder, fast, you know, hitting New York or Boston type of comedy. That makes
0: sense though. I always wondered where you came from. I'm like, how does Pantelis like the one canadian on compound like, <laughs> right, and he's like gets all the bits and everything but that totally makes sense you know your sensibilities are that way too
1: yeah and i was influenced it was by it i never noticed until recently i was analyzing I go, how come i don't sound like the locals especially the on the comedy scene i was like I why don't i talk about the same stuff why don't we sound the same and i was like okay so they were influenced by this and i was influenced yeah. by that so that's all it is it was just what came in your head
0: I liked you right away. I remember thinking how funny it was that they knew they knew they could put us on a team for that trivia thing yeah, to get yeah. along. And I was like, yeah, it seems like we're like the two nicest dudes.
1: Yeah. And win, but how could we lose? <laughs> Fucking Bisconte is an alcoholic. He's drinking at 11am. We had it in the bag.
0: Bisconte <laughs> was very like, he didn't want to be there. He yeah, we, like, the
1: we had to beat drug addicts, alcoholics, and buffoons. If we had lost that yeah. will, we should have quit comedy.
0: It was, pretty, it was still a good time that, that ended up being so much more uh, like fun than I thought it was going to be
1: yeah I didn't think it was going to be fun For and then we, uh, yeah we had gone on it was fun because me and you were fucking around That's why it was fun
0: yeah Bobby described it like uh, I thought it was like going to be a trivia night at like his local like bar or something
1: oh, yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah I thought it was going to be more serious and then when he said you get the uh, the questions beforehand you got to search for the answer I was like what it's not trivia that's homework yeah, and-
0: yeah. Well, oh, you know my favorite. You, you said Montreal accent. I was in Montreal one time, and uh, I just love how, like Montreal, some of the homeless drink red wine in Montreal. Like <laughs> you don't see that in other, not like outside of Europe, you just don't see that. You know what I mean? And I remember I'm walking down the street in Montreal. I was like this fucking homeless guy. He's got a bottle of red wine, and I had a Red Sox hat on. And he goes, "Red Sox." He goes, "Yankees suck." Red Sox are the best. <laughs> and I was like. I was like, you don't get that in the fucking states.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's dude. What's crazy is having homeless people here because they, they're bilingual. They speak two languages.
0: <laughs> the smartest homeless people in the nation. Yes. Yeah, so you,
1: you're bilingual. Bro. What are you doing? Poseidon has a fucking job. How do you not have any work? What what's going on? Yeah,
0: They, they could translate. Like, yeah. They could just do homeless <laughs> translations. They probably actually speak three languages. They speak English, French, and the language of the streets.
1: Dude, the language of the streets. There's an under... Years ago, I tried to find out more details here, but I couldn't. There's a bum king. There was, at least in Montreal. Oh, really? They had... It was seldom talked about. You had to really press these goddamn fucking junkies. They had a a hierarchy. And there was streets where it's like, no, no, no. This is his street. And that's his street. Uh, As it's come down by decree from the bum king, you know?
0: I was going to say... Montreal homeless has a bum king, but Montreal comedy has a cum king. Yeah, <laughs> eat yeah Which, he eats it. <laughs> to fix this thing yet again. I can still hear it beep. Oh, All that,
1: oh shit. shit, dude! The the fire department's coming.
0: My dog's gonna hate that.
1: Yeah, these fucking it happens sometimes in my apartment too. Where it'll just there's a day where randomly every hour beep.
0: Yeah, I think it's the battery or some stupid shit I got like every window open because it's a nice day so it's not gonna be it's not smoke carbon monoxide or smoke yeah Yeah, you're
1: getting poisoned we don't know it I get it on tape you're just dying
0: it's like it's my last interview I'm like so anyway Pansalis the elephant behind me says you are a gentleman
1: yeah he's just collapsed yo what's (laughs) the trip like for you to get to New York
0: oh super easy three hours three and a half hours driving this is
1: driving right straight okay
0: yeah, I mean, so, I can I can get there in multiple ways, but I like uh, I was there constantly. Like, so what's funny was right before I always went there a lot. I mean, I lived there for nine years myself, and then uh, Boston's really close, so I would I was going there even in February last year. I was there like three times. Okay, so I was shoot I would shoot down to do anything really, and then it was just like this shit happened, and it was just over.
1: Okay, I was wondering. Because I like I being there, obviously, seat. but you could get there so much easier. Me, it's that fucking six to eight hours, depending.
0: No, I know. I was like, I mean, I think even Montreal is, from here is pretty far. I've driven up there. It's like six hours. Yeah,
1: I'd something. probably just fly. Like, New York, the good thing is it's an hour and a half.
0: Yeah. But it's because it's Flight's international. They
1: make me wait. and.
0: Uh, yeah, they, I didn't even think of that. Like, the Boston, New York one is actually pretty sweet. It's like, it's like you know, it's a 45-minute flight and nothing. not a lot of security. But... I just always like driving because I can just like you know smoke and like uh, smoke weed in my car and like stop when I want to stop and like stuff like that. But I was like the hotels were super cheap because Airbnb is so popular. So it was like all of a sudden I was like getting hotel rooms for like cheaper than I ever had, and I had just set up like that shit where it was like every third stay is free. You know what I mean? So I was like, great. Like I'm gonna be in New York like crazy in 2020, you know what I mean? And it was like, fucking. I I I can remember I just done an album recording at the cellar, which or at, at the uh, Creek in the Cave, which isn't even there anymore.
1: Oh yeah, the and, the girls moving to uh, uh, Austin, I think.
0: Yeah, so I go to the Creek in the Cave, and we did a it was a marijuana like album recording, and people were passing joints around, and some people were like, eh, "I'm not fucking with that because of Corona." And then uh, I go back to the hotel room after and I turn on the TV and there's like a woman on the TV and she's like, Americans are going to have to start getting used to the idea of coronavirus disrupting their daily lives. And I was like, shut whatever. up, bitch. I got, yeah, I <laughs> burger from room service. I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? She's crazy. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and, and I just, that was like my last memory of being in New York. And it was like <sighs> a month later, you know.
1: Yeah, In I remember, same weeks. with us. I had, dude, we were supposed to come uh, and do a show at, um, I think, the stand-up New York, uh, May 1st of last yeah. year. And every, it was like a few weeks before, I was like, are we still going to make it? Are we? And then Cuomo came out and said, no, the entire fucking state is getting locked down. Or, I was like, God damn it. Yeah,
0: Everything yeah, just seen. stopped. Those days sucked when things were just dropping. Like, I, was I canceled shows here.
1: We up. had a theater booked. And uh, it was it was the week where um, a compound was doing a show in Philly, and they asked me if I wanted to go down there, and I had said no, I don't want to be part of that because I have my own show here, right? And yeah. Mike was supposed to go to Philly, and then he's like, I don't know if I should take the plane. They're talking about yeah. the virus, and then here that night they're like, yeah, you can't do a show. Uh, it's it's an illegal gathering. Wow. So I was like, uh, what the yeah. fuck do I do about tickets? Like people already bought these tickets, and then the theater was trying to stiff us by not refunding people. I was like, look, man, you take you take up with the fucking government. They shut down. But you got to give these people back their money. Like, there was this yeah. whole fucking... And then everything started going downhill.
0: Yeah, I mean, those days... I My girlfriend was... Uh, she was at an orphanage in Ecuador. Like, really? that her, February. Her like, parents dropped was, her off there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I took... Like, yeah. I just ordered her. That's where I got her. They were just putting her in the box. <laughs> uh, it was... No, but she was down there. They go down there. There's like an aid thing. They go down there and they do physical therapy on like poor, poor Ecuadorians. Oh, cool. Kids. So, she was down there for uh, the sec- like the second half of February. So I called her. First of all, it was like a very. It was like you got to get back here. Like, like it's you know, the day after she got back, they shut down air travel. I go, uh, I go. You're coming back to like an extremely different country than you left. She was like. Really? I'm like, I'm telling you. I'm like, people are so fucking tense. So she comes at the airport. There were a few people wearing masks at the airport. And it's like, everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? But it was just that was the vibe, you know? But she was like, yeah, on the air. like the feeling of being in America and then coming back two weeks later, she's like, it's a different place. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like, it's like so fucking tense in here. We,
1: during that time, when, so everything started locking down now. You're locked down, we're locked down in Canada, and we're like, shit, we gotta get some guests. Let's just Skype in friends, comics from New York. So I can't remember if it was the episode where Earl Skakel called in from LA or if it was when Jim Florentine was on, but one of those episodes, two Drake Minimum, <laughs> Poseidon phones in, you see he's on the screen, and he's in Chinatown. <laughs> Uh, and, and everyone's freaking like, there's barely any people. People are hiding this and that. And he's going into a store. He's like, "Yeah, give me the egg roll thing." And he's just eating food. And, sa- and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> and he's just walking around the streets of Montreal. We're doing a podcast, and he's there. in Cameron, he does a little box with him talking oh, to people yeah. in Chinatown. Like, yeah. just didn't give I a mean, fuck.
0: I say those people. We've gone back and forth multiple times, like me and my chick. It's like those people who were fucking they had the best year. Those people who just didn't give a fuck. Dude, he fine. didn't
1: catch anything. This motherfucker was at the airport every day. He went to Chinatown during the peak of this when everybody's like avoid Chinatown. Yeah. He yeah. got nothing.
0: I mean, my brother in law's like that too, man. My brother in law does not believe in it. He's never done anything.
1: I guarantee but, you it's real. I can tell hey, you that much. Yeah. But yeah. it just seems like you know, it's uh, some people deal? will k- kill them. Other people, it doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the deal. And it's like it's also the whole. It's a flu thing. Is like it's not. That's not a lie. But it's like the flu can be deadly too. So it's sort of like, do you want to risk it? Do you want? Do you really want to? In in a modern society, risk killing all the old people? Yeah, when exactly. You
1: <laughs> when you don't have to. But what if you really yeah. want to?
0: Yeah, if you really want to, that's that's a, that's another issue.
1: We need I, this I to morph.
0: The next, I was like, the whole problem is that ICUs are too small. Right? Yeah. We need to make, like, fucking football field-sized ICUs, and we'll never have this problem again.
1: Which is a scary thing to think about. I think we need to wait till it evolves, and instead of killing the old people, it kills the really young people. We get ourselves some kind of international Chris Benoit situation going on, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how we need to have it. exactly.
0: That's exactly what they would name the virus, the Benoit strain, the Benoit variant.
1: Yeah, because you imagine, like, uh, we have a serious issue here. Uh, COVID Benoit is rampantly ravaging through our streets.
0: First it kills the wife, then it kills the
1: Yeah, yeah. men that everywhere are rejoicing. Flights are now really quiet.
0: <laughs>
1: Domestic violence has gone down dr- dr- yeah. drastically. It's a plus on many levels.
0: Well that was I, I when when this all started I was like really like kind of nervous. I was trying to learn to, to make myself less nervous and I was watching Spanish flu documentaries and it's like <laughs> that one killed people in their twenties, thirties, and forties. And just like no one gave a fuck about this, people back then were like, Well, I guess it's time to be young or old, but if you're one of those people, like screw you. Yeah. You know I mean? So old it was the opposite. It was like old people were going out and being like well, what the fuck are we supposed to just stop living? You know
1: what I mean. So, well, we do this every couple of years. Apparently, it's a it's a thing. We go through these cycles. Now, this one was yeah. forced because of that goddamn laboratory in Wuhan. However, it's, it's you know it's bound to happen. We keep fucking around with shit. We're gonna get in trouble. What that's I don't get true. is everything they told us to watch out for last year. They're telling us to accept now. So last year, I remember they were saying, "Don't expect a vaccine before two years because we don't have enough time to test. Uh, you know, test it. We might kill all of you. So don't." Don't expect anything. That would be dangerous. And now, uh, less than a year later, like, yo, you got to take this. <laughs> I know. Remember what I said that last year? Forget what I said last year. Just take this.
0: No, I, I don't, and I don't, like, people hear, People go crazy about, the, about someone who doesn't want to wear a mask, but I'm like, I totally get... I get the mask. You know, I get the mask, but I get why people hate being fucked with, right? It's yeah. like, at the beginning of all this, they did say up and down. They were swearing up and down. You don't need it. You don't need a mask. You don't need a mask. Now, at that time, I was like, you're an idiot if you don't think you a mask does something. Like, I was going to stores wearing a mask. I was one of the earlier people, and, and people thought I was crazy. But I was like, what's crazy is what they're saying. I yeah. was like, it's clearly like when anything. Like, when you go and have your appendix taken out, they wear fucking masks. Yeah. It's like, it's just it's just, you know. It's not gonna cure anything. It's not gonna. It's not a hundred percent, but it's better than nothing, right? Yeah. So, so, and then when they come out, you know, a couple months later, and they're like, "Now you need to wear a mask, and if you don't wear a mask, you're a prick." I could see people being like, "Well, what is it?" You know, they just tell us this, they tell us that, da da da, da, da. You know what I mean? I could, I'm a
1: prick. Fuck
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people just get mad. They made a mistake. Like they, they, that's on them to me. Like people, will people love to point the finger at like dumb assholes i'm like well you gave the dumb assholes a lot of ammunition so that's on you Yep, you know like the, you can't you can't let a dumb asshole be a little bit right because once they get that it's like fuck you they're just going to take that little bit of righteousness and run with it
1: that, that's what conspiracies and, are they, they a yeah. little bit of truth and then all kinds of bullshit and you're like well that that part's true so the fucking yeah. thing about the dragon might be real too
0: oh i mean it's to say i don't i think QAnon's fucking ridiculous but i think jeffrey <laughs> epstein isn't
1: Right? So it's oh,
0: like...
1: Dude, Epstein, uh, clearly, uh, w- that's another suspicious thing. I remember yeah. that. His, the cameras were off. The guards fell asleep. But Like, all this weird shit had to happen at once. It's like, come on, guys.
0: There's all these photos of him with Donald Trump. like
1: Trump, Clinton, whoever Trump's the fuck like, you want.
0: Donald Trump was like, I'm not going to be president and not at least do one murder. Like, yeah. you got to do a murder if you're a president. Like, it's part of it. Like, you you get the power to kill somebody. You might as well do it.
1: Yeah, he's He's like, like, we need an expert in getting people to look like they killed themselves. Hillary, listen, I know we don't see eye to eye. (laughs) 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 I need you now more than ever. I need your skills.
0: He he didn't even have to call her. He just looks over. They're all in the same apartment. They all live together and plan everything together. There's
1: weirdness. They 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 probably don't live, but there's some weirdness with them. I'm sure there's a lot of wrestling shit going on. A lot of phonies.
0: Oh, so I think... This is like one of the things I always say and people think it makes me like a Republican, but it's not. I'm actually probably more Democrat than anything, but it's like, I think that whole Tom Hanks um, having coronavirus is fake. Like
1: I don't know if just, that, but why would he do that? Oh, to make so, people feel like safer, like you can get it and recover? So here's
0: my theory. Like coronavirus has taken over the nation, the world. It's a big deal. Like in and, and Trump, just wasn't doing anything right. Like the Trump administration wasn't doing what people consider to be enough the the democratic committee, right? The DNC. So I could see Obama being like, Oh man, like, how can I help? Uh, I know, I know, I know. Let's get a famous person to say they have it and it'll, and then it'll humanize it. And then people, well, who do we know? Who's like Tom Hanks? Everyone loves Tom Hanks. Right? So it's like, he's the perfect guy. He's a huge member of the democratic party. He's like best friends with everybody. And all of a sudden it's like America's favorite gentleman. Has a nice, mild case of corona right at the beginning, and he's going to survive it. It was like, if Tom Hanks survives it, maybe we'll all survive it, you know? So then, I didn't, and that was just kind of a fun little conspiracy for me. And then, six or seven months later, when that was kind of wearing off, who gets coronavirus? The Rock. Another famous Democrat. Did The Rock get coronavirus? I don't even remember that. Yeah. Yeah, very publicly. And he goes, oh, it's the scariest thing the Rock's ever had to deal with. I can't believe I've had some tough opponents, but coronavirus was the worst.
1: Speaking in the first person is my toughest opponent. I keep going third.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, this is just, you know, good old fashioned, like 1950s Hollywood. Like, listen, you want to be a real American hero? Tell the people you have coronavirus. You know what I mean? We need you right now.
1: The best was when Trump got it. Like, is he going to die? He's like, give me some McDonald's and shut the fuck up.
0: (laughs) I I do like when he was like, he demanded to be let out early, and then they were taking pictures of him. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like breathing so deeply. It's
1: like they're not gonna get me. They're not gonna fucking get me. These commies.
0: He just willed himself to not die from coronavirus. I hear that was really close. I, I, uh, oh, really? Yeah, they said. I think there's gonna be a book that comes out, like that says, like that night, the one night Trump was in the hospital. I think, a, I think there, I think he had one night where it was a serious battle.
1: Oh, fuck, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, because it was like, you can kind of read between the lines, like, when the doctors, they're like, is he on oxygen? Was he ever on oxygen? He's not on oxygen right now. Like, you know what I mean? They were kind of like... Well, I guess it's
1: precaution, too, because he was the president. You can't kill the president by accident. That would be fucked up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I just, there was an article here that was sort of, you could tell it was sort of like winking at that. It was like, they rushed him the fuck to that hospital. That's a good story. Yeah. That's
1: something I'd love to learn about behind the scenes, oh, yeah, what know. happened.
0: Because yeah. I bet he was like, no, nah, no. Nah. it's like any old man, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, and then it's like, you gotta go, like, it's fucking time, you know, it's serious. Get in the fucking car, dad. Yeah, exactly. My dad, I drove my dad to that hospital when he had a heart attack. He went and took a shower and shaved first.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the kind of person my mom is too, just tough as shit.
0: Yeah. Look at man. He, he was like, he took, he showered, shaved, and knocked, and then he just knocked on my door. He's like, I think I need a ride to the hospital. I think I'm having a heart attack.
1: I look clean, though. Don't worry about it.
0: I was like, okay. I was He's... driving him there. I was just telling this story yesterday. I was like, I thought he, I was like afraid he was going to die. Like, in my car, he looked Fuck. so bad, you know? It was a, a mile to the hospital, like, a short drive. And uh, he, he ended up being fine. He still, still. What did they say? They fine. said it was just
1: a mild uh, heart attack? No,
0: he had... He had surgery and everything. Was, Holy uh, shit. That day. It was a real deal. He, did you
1: tell them this son of a bitch showered and shaved?
0: <laughs> I did, actually, because I was like, he was very, he was very calm about the whole thing, but I did kind of, I think he thought it might have been it and a couple times, times. Like, Fuck, that's scary. Yeah. He was, because uh, it's like you lose your color. Like, you're just, it's a weird thing, man. It's like. He he wasn't like painful really. He just said you just lose like you're losing life. Like you're like tired. You're like sleepy. You're like co- your color goes. But they gave him they gave him stuff instantly that like thinned his blood and he was fine. And then they did the surgery the next morning.
1: Fuck! I'm glad he made it. It's fucking scary. All that shit.
0: Oh, scary as hell. I ended up doing the Wilbur, uh, which is a big like theater here. I opened for my buddy Andrew Shelt at the Wilbur like while wow, my dad was in the hospital. So it was kind of like, it, it was kind of surreal. Like his hospital was right next to the theater. Were
1: you so thinking about off, it? You're like, like, look, if he dies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I had a show that night.
1: Uh, were you, why weren't you here with your father? There was a, a lot of dick jokes that needed to be told.
0: I know. it's tr- And it was weird. All the clubs I was working were like in the neighborhood of the hospital too. So I would like go visit him and go right to do shows. And
1: Oh, that's fucked. Uh, that fucks your head.
0: I know, but honestly, it was like, other than that, one day, oh, he was fine the dude, rest of it, yeah. It was like he got this surgery, it was like scary, but he was home in a week. And and uh, but it was, yeah, that that day itself was like fucking, uh, that was the last time I think I took a Xanax.
1: Oh, you had like to that. really calm down.
0: Well, I actually, it was funny, I had had some, um, uh, I forget why I, I got Xanax for like recreational use, <laughs> and then I had them in for years. Like I had them in my, I, I remember keeping them in my car cause I was on the road. I'm like, I'm just gonna keep using my car. If I'm ever on the road and something really crazy happens, I'll take one of these. Right. So i take my dad to the hospital and the, and they're like, we're going to take him to another hospital. Why don't you follow us in your car? So I'm like, okay. So I get in the car and my first thought was like, why don't I take that Xanax now? So I just opened up the global compartment, popped it. You follow them the high. Hospital. Yeah. Cause I was just like, I knew it. I was right. I was like, I'm gonna have to get there, I'm gonna have to talk to my mother and answer a bunch of questions Oh and fuck! Like, da 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 da. So I was like, I'm gonna need to take it down. That was the last time I think I even took one of those. I don't I don't think it had much of an effect. Like I don't remember being like, Oh, I'm so high like it was more like I just didn't
1: Maybe the adrenaline, the stress was overpowering it.
0: Yeah. And then I came out so this is the fun end to the story. Then I come out of the hospital after it's all set and me and my brother and my sister are like walking out and we go to the garage and they're like, hold on, uh, what kind of car do you drive? And I'm like, a Honda Accord, they go, okay, a homeless man jumped off the roof and committed suicide and landed on one of the cars. So it's not yours, luckily. But Oh, didn't. fuck.
1: What the fucking shit is that?
0: <laughs> so I was like, it was like near my car, but not my car. So that it was like I had to. Did you have to like me? move a homeless
1: guy's arm to get in?
0: Yeah, like I had to tell my brother and sister, like you guys go ahead. I'll just wait for my homeless blood car.
1: What a fucked up thing. Imagine the call to the insurance company. Look, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> a yeah, man yeah. exploded onto my car.
0: You guys cover uh, acts of falling bums? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys cover acts of uh, heroin?
0: You guys cover bum sadness? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking, man, what a horrible way to go because it was like not even close to the tallest building in the in the area. I was like, why'd this guy go to like a six-story parking garage? You should have gone to one of these other... But you know, if bums were forward-thinking, they wouldn't be bums.
1: <laughs> you hit it right on the head. Yo, tell people uh, where they're going to get your podcast.
0: Well, so we, we do the Newton Show. It's on YouTube, but it's also on um, all the podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, all that. And, Links are uh, in the description cool. to
1: make it easy for people. They just got to click... I just make love you that. say it, but I always put
0: links in the description. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, the Noonan Show. Uh, we're trying, you know. It's 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 a it's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. It's it's more for fun than anything, but uh, you know, it's YouTube's a tough nut to fucking crack.
1: Dude, all of that, um, I, I'm I don't understand how the fuck it works. Like, I'll get like a I mean, surge in subscribers, and like I don't know what the fuck I did. Like, I want to repeat what I did. I don't know what I did.
0: It's the same. My my partner and producer on the show, Paul. He's like he's the real like brains behind the show and like the production of it and stuff like that. And we're constantly just having a meeting. Like, what are we going to do? So we, we try different things, different titles, different thumbnails, different So, But uh, we do great numbers on the podcast side of it, people listening. But yeah, same. Like, to, to, to get people to watch it, it's fucking tough.
1: Same. It's always the listeners are more than the watchers, which makes, makes sense. sense. I don't it's, watch
0: a lot of podcasts either.
1: Even when I do on YouTube... It's normally... I, I listen to it. I'm not looking at it. I got other shit to Same.
0: do. Do you have YouTube Plus or whatever where you can close your phone and still listen to YouTube? I don't know. I have that. It'll change your life, brother. Really? I can yeah. listen to whole books on tape for free because there's YouTube. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they are on around.
1: And there's no ads.
0: How's that for a fucking... Like,
1: you know what? Look, if YouTube really, doesn't really sponsor your show... If YouTube does not sponsor your show... It is uh, an injustice that we need to fight against. That is crazy. What a missed opportunity! You just you made me think about buying that subscription.
0: I mean, I tell everyone so. Listen up, YouTube. I'm doing your work for you, and I'm a paid spokesman. So, like, get on it. And he
1: you knows know? what he's doing. He's, he did a Super Bowl commercial.
0: People see me using a product; they want to use it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's how I get it. That's
0: how it goes. You know.
1: So let me just remind people, fucking links in the description, follow Will, subscribe to the podcast, make sure that if you're on any social media platform that he's on, links in the description, you follow him. That's it. Thank you guys for watching. Go fuck yourselves.